I'm Anderson Cowan, and I've got a movie to make, and this is I've Got a Movie to Make, week 99 of 116 weeks. Uh, geez, 17 weeks. I don't know what I was doing. Oh, man, I was doing math earlier, and I'm like, 21 weeks? We can get a lot done in 21 weeks. I forgot that it was 116 weeks, not 120 weeks. Joe, we have uh, 17 weeks to get this uh, get get things rolling. What do you, what do you think? Uh, that is daunting, and we're coming up on the centennial next week, and you won't even be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be uh, gone for the next couple of weeks. I'll still be checking in here, but I won't uh, have have my uh, my leaning post Joe on with me, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but I am going to start having you on more often as we uh, get towards the end here, Joe. And we'll be in the same time zone, though, so that'll be cool at least. Oh, we will be. I'm going to be in Costa Rica. I'm going to be in Costa Rica. So I just don't know what. Or is that Eastern? I don't even know. I all, okay. all I know is that um, I've you know in my pe- previous travels to Central America the uh, the internet is spotty to say the least so I, mm. I and phone service is equally spotty so I'm not making any plans I don't even know if I'll be able to do the after disaster but yeah, as a man uh, who has a number of podcasts I'm talking to you Joe imagine uh, just going dark or not going you can't go dark with the podcast you got to continue to uh, feed the beast so imagine doing everything that you can within reason ahead of time uh, just the film vault and cinematics is what I've I've been getting ahead of so that I don't have to worry about those once I'm gone and it's a, it's a mighty task it's a tall order yeah I'd assume so and uh, that's, that is that's, a lot. That's a lot of film watching. That yeah. is a lot of reviewing, uh, list building, and all that good jazz. Yeah, it was. Uh, there, I had to get ahead of it, so I. Uh, I was saying, I, then you had the Vaulties. Did that? We we just did that. That actually gets released to the public uh, tomorrow, I guess, or today, as this gets gets. Uh, anyways, that's not important. I'm not. I'm not here to talk <laughs> about that. Um, what is important is. Uh, is where we're at. So, last time I talked to you, I uh, well, I've sent a couple of emails, as you know. I haven't heard back from either, but that's kind of par for the course. And I, yeah, uh, you know, I wasn't like I was lickety split with my response, anyways. But you know, these things they crawl uh, about, and uh, my my Hollywood connection uh, connections. Uh, the one in particular that I was really hoping to talk to, uh, completely dark. Just, just I didn't, uh, you know, what, what, his people were getting in touch and trying to figure out what his schedule was. I'm going to talk to this guy because uh, he's close with a very close friend of mine. So, you know, all it takes is like me to call my, I haven't done that, but I can call my friend and be like, dude, what's with your friend? He, he's he's shining me. He's giving me the shine. But, he's giving uh, me the business. He is. He's giving me the business. But I, a little disappointed. I was hoping to talk to him before, like sooner than later, because I really want to get some of his wisdom. And uh, yeah, it was, I was going back and forth with his people. And uh, I've talked to this guy before. And that's what I did a few years ago when I when I got in touch with him and uh, going back and forth. And then they just went dark. So I sent him a little nudge email a couple of days ago, like, hey, uh, what's up, guys? You know, just reminding you, I'd love to talk to him. I'm going to be out of the country and uh, nothing, nothing. Just no. Yeah, like a, like a second class citizen over here. I don't I don't like it. I don't like being as soon made, as you reminded. land in Costa Rica, you're gonna get an email. It's gonna be very upsetting. And then you're gonna be running around trying to find cell signal. You know what's funny though is the Hollywood uh, uh, types uh, sometimes respond to that kind of thing. Like, oh look at this jet setter. I better get a hold of him. Ah, oh, look at him. He's, <laughs> he's gonna be out of like saying I'm gonna be out of the country or having that uh, that uh, vacation uh, notification uh, automatic reply on your email. That actually. <laughs> I've noticed that people try and get a hold of you when you can't get a, be, be, not just because of Murphy's Law, but He's because unattainable. Like, yeah, unattainable. We must get him. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Uh, so I'm I'm just I'm kind of elated to be getting towards the end of all of the uh, the lead up to the trip because it's just uh, a lot. And this is actually the last time I'll be talking into a microphone on um, on American soil uh, for the for the next uh, a while. I get to unplug and tear down my little studio here in the garage and uh, and put it away. I'm very excited about that, Joe. <laughs> mm, you don't care. All right, so here's where uh, we're at I've, I've just started talking in the microphones and i love it so I, I can't imagine just tearing everything down to being excited about that oh i see what you're saying no, i'm just i'm just yeah. excited to like uh, tear down my little studio out here in the garage because that'll mean that i've i've done all i can do while i uh, for the time that i'm gone and uh and, I, and then i'll get back to it once uh but i am going to be doing like the after disaster from abroad and uh, whatever once again not important here's what's important anderson uh, abroad new tv show Anderson abroad. Uh, I a couple things I want to talk to you about. Um, nothing to talk about with, with the emails or the connections because that's just gone dry. But uh, my the deck that we're putting together, I uh, have done so. It's looking, it's it's shaping up pretty good. So what we're going to be boasting about this is where we sell uh, what we've done in the past, what Groupers was all about. And uh, I don't have to what like you, you know, done in the past. I did. Yeah, know. I was going to say I don't have to dance around though, like you know, make uh, make things up with Joe because Joe, you are officially an uh, associate producer on that movie, so like you <laughs> sure. were a part of it. Uh, you know, and your good IMDb point. proves it. So you know, we have been a team since Groupers, and. Uh, I, we, we can say that uh, it's it's done X amount of business. Uh, it had a limited release, and I can say Los Angeles, Chicago, and and, and DC, Washington DC. Boston. We, can, we can say all that. What's that? Boston. No, no, that's the four wall. I, I, I can also say that I four walled oh, it. I toured right, it right, right. in uh, thirteen different cities. That's right. Uh, I forgot about but the uh, as far as an official. Releases official limited release i mean it was it was officially got a, an official limited release which uh, i've talked about it on this here feed i mean that's I, that gets a little bit lost I, i'm the first person to to forget about that because i i'm so hard on myself and but i gotta yeah. just stop and i and i gotta remind the wife every now and again like in the year of 2019 there's only like 400 or so movies that were actually released in theaters in 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 the united states and I'm one of those 400 people that can say I directed one of those movies. I mean, that's that's a very small sample size, uh, yeah. a very small group of, uh, you know, it's a pretty uh, exclusive well, Before club. the world shut down, you were a hot shot around these parts. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of like 400 to 450 people that could say without lying, uh, I directed a movie that was released in a theater in the United States this year. Uh, in 2019, mm-hmm. I could actually say that. And, you know, I could also say, like, I'm the only person that went, out in my in my garage in my garage i'm probably the only person in the world that did that but who cares right that doesn't matter like that's not impressive because like what but to say actually directed a movie produced and direct wrote and directed a movie that's that's kind of that's kind of cool so we now's where we got to get our uh we got to get our moxie we got to like you know feel good and i gotta you know that's gonna be like one of the little uh things that i'll remind myself and you of like hey we're we're the we're the real deal we're not pretenders there's a lot of pretenders out there we actually did it and now we want to do it again. You know what I mean? We got to have a little yeah. swagger. Yeah, yeah. We got to be come, each other's hype man. I got to be your hype man. That's what, yeah. mainly what I'm here to do. I, I just like I Eminem. Need, I'm your proof. I'm, I don't know the I, racial connotation out of that. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's fine. I'm your, don't worry I, about it. Okay, cool. You're uh, I'm proof. But we are going to do that because everyone's out there doing the uh, walking the t- t- talking the talk, and we can actually walk the walk. So here's uh, what I finally did, and I've been 
meaning to do this for quite some time, but honestly, Joe, I was a little bit concerned. I didn't know what the number was going to be. So I've been saying all along that uh, the budget of groupers was 80,000 or so is a little under or a little over, depending on how you slice it. We, you know, we raised uh, $85,000 by the time everything was said and done taxes and, and uh, uh, perks paid out and whatnot. Uh, It was just under 70,000 is what was sitting there in that bank. Uh, for the movie uh and then you know there were credit cards that were pulled out but so we're just saying officially eighty thousand dollars was the budget of groupers and uh the name of the game is to at least break even even though that's not really the rules for a micro budgeted first time director uh but it's it's an incentive it's a bonus it looks better it does from what i've read uh if you sell your movie if you get a distribution deal at all doesn't matter what it does after that if you get a distribution deal with a micro budget with a uh, and a first time uh, filmmaker you are a success so that's that's something to say that's the that, that'll help us along but if we can also get you know make you know break even so here's what it's done um f- as thus far uh as drum far as i know here's we need the drum roll I did all the math. I felt like a, I felt like an accountant. I had my little green visor on. I had a pen and paper. Uh, I kept like I kept doing that weird thing where I was putting the pen on my tongue. And Atticus kept asking me why I was doing that. But I did a lot of math, a lot of math, and I and I double checked it. Back so in here's, the day, that would have killed you. What do you mean? They put lead in the pen pencils back in the day. They actual literal, le- yeah. yeah. And I would have had a thermometer to make sure I wasn't sick with actual mercury in it. Yeah, olden mm-hmm. days. So this is uh this, this is the, the three the three main shut up the three main uh, <laughs> uh, uh, revenue streams here the three main uh, ways that uh, groupers brought in money and let me just say this too uh, reminder this is purely business that groupers did as far as tickets yes. sold DVDs sold this is not by any it's far stretch Bezos's cut yeah I mean Bezos of all the people that are involved in this Bezos yes will, will always be the biggest money maker of groupers probably unless something crazy happens and becomes like a cult hit like you know five ten years from now and I sell a bunch of DVDs or something or I I, I, I stream it myself or I, who knows I, chances of that are slim but chances are Bezos will always have taken yeah. the biggest cut so basically you're not a fat cat you're not sitting on all this plush dough and that's not fair to Bezos either, though, either though, Joe, right? Because, uh, I mean, it's not like he just takes all that money. He's got people to pay. Yeah, and, uh, so, uh, whatever. He set him up. So, he set himself up into a good position where he can yeah. do nothing and make mad money. And uh, I'm, I was. And he stepped down because you put it into existence. I did put it. I was that the day that he stepped down earlier that day, I was walking in an Amazon fresh parking lot, a grocery store. Uh, Joe knows because I talked about this on the after disaster and I was with Atticus and I was just I, I was fantasizing about being uh, Bezos and uh, how much stress that would be and how much there is to do with things that I probably wouldn't enjoy doing if I was in Bezos's position. Sure, you got all the money in the world, but think of all the responsibilities and all the weight on your shoulders and all the things that you it's almost like being president, like all the people that are probably dead because they were driving to work. You know, I don't want that kind of responsibility. <laughs> Uh, and I was and I was uh, happy not to be not to have Bezos's uh, problems. Uh, and I thought that as I was walking, I remember I kicked a little uh, empty cup that was in the uh, parking lot because people are rude and they litter. And this was all going through my head as we walked into one of his uh, supermarkets. And later that day, he stepped down. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you, buddy. I don't blame you. <laughs> so these uh, this number was arrived at through three main uh, revenue streams, and that is the four walling that I did, the tour that I did with the movie, or uh, you know there were tickets sold. 
uh, the Blu-rays and DVDs that were sold. Terrible these drama. are not the uh, Blu-rays that were uh, part of the perk because that's a whole separate thing. But these are the Blu-rays that are just and they continue to be sold. If you would like to buy one, they cost thirty dollars. Uh, that includes shipping, and I send it straight to you. Uh, and I still have, I think, twelve of those left before I have to reorder. So if you'd like to get a so Blu-ray, buy you, those, you may do folks. That. Yes, buy those because we're continuing to try Help and get sweeten your- the numbers. And then finally uh, is the traditional um, uh, revenue stream, which is the the quarterlies, which I get from my distributor once every three months or so. He's still late. I should have had the fourth, uh, the fifth installment by now, but I haven't. But that's where they send me the breakdown of like iTunes, uh, Amazon, and uh, that includes people that purchased. God bless all of you that purchased it uh, digitally, as well as all the rentals and or Tubi, which is the uh, ad revenue stream. And that just comes uh, in a in a quarterly uh, report. So those are the three main ways, right? Traditional through the streaming services, AVOD, whatnot, uh, SVOD, TVOD, um, and then B-VOD. that's tran- t- transactional uh, video on demand, advertisement video on demand, streaming video on demand. There's th- those are the and then what's the uh, the latest one? AVOD's the latest, one, I guess. Anyhow, and then uh, the the four welling. So here's Get the number. To it. Here's the number that we're at so far, and we're trying to get to 80,000 just to make us look like a peach. Uh, we are at, what would you guess, Joe? Um, you the guess way that you're preferencing it, I assume it fell short, but only slightly short. Nope. No. So, uh, well, no? Over? No, 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 no. Oh, oh so significantly short. Stop, you hedging me. I, I had yeah. an idea in my head. I just don't want you to guess high say, and then be like let down. I was going to say 70. I wish. I wish. No, we're at $43,016.14. Did you include the merch like I told you to? I did not include the merch. No, I don't, I don't even know where, what the merch Anderson. would be. I would have to look that up. But, yeah, I, you know, if, if we're talking shine here and I want to, like, you know, go back and dig and try and figure out. Because I didn't keep track of the merch. I just said, hey, shirts. I got shirts. Who wants to buy some shirts? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I count the cold cockle shirts because those aren't technically grouper shirts. That's just my production company, right? I don't know. It felt it felt, it felt uh, lying. It felt dishonest. So I'm being very honest here. Forty three thousand dollars. Forty three thousand, buddy. Uh, I know you do. Forty three thousand sixteen dollars and fourteen cents. Legitimate. I have paper trail. I can show that people put up that amount of money uh, across the board uh, collectively uh, to watch or own uh, a piece of groupers and. That's yeah. pretty good. I think that's that's not bad. Uh, that's that's just, good. I mean, that's, that's what, the first in, four quarters of business. Yeah, I was saying one year of work, it's done half of the budget. A little over half, Joe. Got to teach yeah. you a lot of stuff, math. A little over half, sorry. A little more, a little more than half. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, not bad. Um, not terrible. Uh, but you know, that's and when that's also that's that's with with nothing against my cast, but that's with you know no names, no faces. Uh, that's with very limited, uh, advertising, no, no disrespect to you, but a no name. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get to me. I was going to get to me with <laughs> that. And I, I shudder to think of what, well, first of all, the movie wouldn't have been funded if I didn't uh, have a loud mouth and have a great, uh, a, a great number of supporters who want to see me live my dream. So thank God for that. But if I didn't have that machine, uh, thank you, Joe. If I didn't have the machine at my back as well, uh, holding me up once the movie did get released, I know so many of you bought it sight unseen. Uh, just, you know, I got emails saying, hey, how does it help out most? Is it buy a DVD, a Blu-ray or or rent it a few times or watch it on Tubi on loop? Uh, so, yeah, I had a lot of support. I don't know 
how these things get done if you um, don't have an audience. So, I mean, I, yeah. I it, they don't unless you have connections you go or into debt or you go into deep debt or you write something phenomenal like uh, Goodwill Hunting and, and you get eyes on it, right? Yeah. Still trying Goodwill. to figure out that model myself. Yes, that's, I mean, that's tough, though. That's really tough. Because even, if, I would imagine, I would bet that the best scripts uh, that have ever been written were never turned into movies. I think yeah, that's I a pretty safe Half bet. of them weren't even seen, yeah. Not, they, they, they were never made. Read. No one read, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. One, no one saw them as in, like, no one even saw the script. Yeah, the movie, saying, like, the movie doesn't the exist. Ether. Yeah. A that's guy just the wrote nature. it, it's on a hard drive, and no one ever got to it. That's just the nature of like that's just how math works. I'm afraid, and that's how the world works. And like the greatest hockey player in the world probably never put on a pair of skates. Definitely was born in Africa. Who knows? Probably born in Africa. Yeah, yeah. best basketball so, player probably born in. I don't want to say China. Russia. Maybe say, China. Yeah, China. Maybe China. Let's go China. I was gonna say Lithuania, but uh, Luca made it to the U.S. So I'm trying to so, think of one of like those war torn countries. Darfur, Middle East. Somewhere oh. in the Middle East, the best Somewhere football the player exists, but he'll never get an opportunity, sadly. That's, that's probably Australia. Yeah. Have you seen Depending Australian position, football? But you ever seen yeah, that Australian yeah, yeah. football? It's insane. It's like rugby and American football and uh, maybe a little bit of soccer, of, uh, uh, European football thrown in there, and there's no pads, and there, it's just concussion central. It's insane. Yeah, some of those guys have tried to come over, but it doesn't translate. Huh. Yeah. They're like they're like I can't run run with all these pads on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, here's the, the, that we, I can't believe we just spent so much time getting to that. So, anyways, yeah. I I'm going to be totally forthcoming with this deck. You know, when we're presenting and and trying to you know shake down money, and I shouldn't say shake down money, but trying to open it up to people and give them the opportunity to be in, involved in this uh, thing that is special. I'm talking about people that aren't interested in, in the perks that we're going to make uh, available for people uh, through the crowdfunding. I'm talking about like actual financiers, investors, so, you know, those types yeah. of people uh, who don't know me at all. So there's, or you, there's going to be looking at uh, this, this sheet. Track wrestler, track history, <laughs> track yeah. record, track record, sorry. Track record. I don't think it's bad though. I don't think the track records, I, I think it no. shows that we do come with value and that we're going to come with, um, some money because already set up show all the different platforms we have. And I mean, that is an inherently built in audience. Yeah. So, uh, I think it can be attractive and, uh, you know, I think we do have a, a, a bit of a head start. I think we've already done a lot of work, uh, on, on down that road. So I'm, I, I am encouraged and, uh, whenever I, you know, start to kind of feel like I'm in the mud, which is, it's been a lot on and off feeling like we're in, you know, just kind of on a treadmill during yeah. COVID where not well, a lot's start, been happening. Stop, start, stop situation. Yeah. I just think of, uh, you know, it's, I'll just conjure a scene from the movie, from the script, and I'll imagine actually shooting that scene. And then I just get the fuel and it's back. So mm. that's uh, my motivator. And, uh, you know, people listening to Joe, you helping me stay on track. So here's what I want to talk about with the, uh, crowdfunding which that's what i was gonna ask next have you because yeah. you said you wanted to figure it out before you left and you leave tomorrow yeah i, I have not um that's that's, oh, that's, that's on that's on me oh, i just haven't there's gonna be a lot of work too once we get into that but it's something that i do see happening uh this I'll summer. record whatever you need me to record what does that mean 
anything like video wise. I'll record oh. audio wise. I'll record whatever you need me to record. How you do that when you're in Atlanta and I'm in uh, in L.A. Zoom exists. Mm. Uh, mm. That's, that's so 2020. <laughs> no, we're gonna. You and I are gonna. We're gonna get creative. We're gonna have some. Google Meet uh, exists. We're not gonna. We're not gonna have a uh, a crowdfunding coach. Exists. We're not gonna have a crowdfunding coach this time around. So it's gonna be uh, you and I getting creative. Uh, I might bring in some other creative uh, uh, friends of mine to help out. Uh, Eric Holmes comes to mind. And uh, we'll, we'll come up with some some good stuff, uh, like uh, much like we did with groupers. But uh, I'm gonna you know use stuff that I've learned. Now here's another thing that I haven't really talked too much about, but it's all about the the niches, right? The riches are in the niches, they say. I, I learned that from Alex Ferrari. And uh, turns out we do have a niche with this movie because yes. of the road that we're taking, and because of the nature of it. So uh, it's no secret, you know, this is going to be a a very inclusive movie. It's going to uh, involve the IDD population. Uh, There's no way I see us making it at this point without uh, heavily. Oh, I would like to say this too. I haven't even, this hasn't aired yet with a film vault, but um, I saw a documentary that I I absolutely love. Joe, you have to see this. You probably don't have hoopla though. Do you? No, Uh, there's a documentary came out uh, early April. So it's still new. And it's called uh, Sam and Maddie make a zombie movie. And it's about these two young guys. They're probably like teen, late teens, early 20s. They've been best friends since childhood. Uh, they they love Jersey Shore. They're total bros. They've had a bromance going on for most of their lives with each other. And their dream is to make a, a zombie movie. That's always been their dream. And fortunate enough for them, they had uh, um, they have supportive family members, older brothers, and a community that wanted to help them make this zombie movie. So they raised a bunch of money and they made this very gory um, <laughs> uh, graphic zombie movie. And uh, the reason why it's of note is because they both have Down syndrome and they oh, wow. act in their own movie. They direct the movie. They wrote the movie. And for the most part, all the decisions made in the movie were theirs. And there's a documentary about the making of that movie called Sam and Maddie Make a Zombie Movie. And I loved it. And uh, it's it, a lot of a lot of parallels where uh, I can draw with what we're doing here, just with the smallness of their movie and how they, you know, grassroots efforted it and, you know, showed it in their community first, just to like their friends and family, much like Ben does in a movie for vengeance. And they actually even have a shot of them putting flyers up on telephone poles, you know, trying to get the word out about their movie, uh, much like the old biddies do in, in a movie for vengeance. So I, I saw a lot of similarities there and uh, nice. highly recommend that. But right now it's only available on Hoopla or I think you can rent it like on YouTube. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, we're going to uh, be as smart as we can and strategic as we can to try and get people uh, who would like to support a movie that uh, is doing what ours is going to be doing, which is uh, you know getting uh, real representation of the, what the movie's about uh, on screen and behind the camera, like we've, we've talked quite a bit about on this feed. So hopefully we get uh, a whole new group of people who have no idea who, who I am or what I do into the microphone, and that will only add to our crowdfunding um efforts yeah and we put all your disparaging comments behind a paywall i don't really have a whole lot of disparaging comments uh uh uh, out there i don't know what you're talking about joe (laughs) i'm a very clean clean speaker clean comment yeah uh what's the guy i can't remember i'm not gonna try jerry seinfeld not jerry seinfeld that's not who i was thinking brian regan brian regan podcast 
I am the Brian Regan of podcasts. Yeah, I never spout <laughs> out. I never spout off. I never I never do anything edgelordy. Hey, I'm way less edgelordy than I used to be. All right. You're Jim Gaffigan of podcasting. All you do is talk about food now. Food and rats. It's not my fault, dude. I was I was reared by <laughs> Scott Farrell and uh, Adam uh, Adam Carolla. It's it's kind of hard to come up in radio with those two. They weren't my uh, they weren't my inspiration, but I was around them all the time, and they were constantly saying horrific things. So you know the bar was pretty low. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, shared I shared a, a studio space with Lycus. Not that I ever listened to him, but I was in his airspace all the time, and I'd hear him talking. To, you know, I, I was in that from that where I, I was from the locker room. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> well, I learned that you need, but you know, I have a different perspective, so I decided to go a different route. Mm-hmm. Very funny, mm-hmm. but not very safe route. shock value. Very, I am not looking for shock value. Not okay, no anyway. shock with me, buddy. Here's what's shocking, and this is what I mainly wanted to talk to you about. And here we are at the end, and I haven't even brought it up yet. But um, oh, okay, I you need uh, me to do the soundtrack for the song for the movie. It's okay. All right, I got it. I'm on it. The soundtrack, yes, it's open for you, Joe. Yeah. All right, let's do it. There, there may be some room. There may be some room <laughs> for that. We'll talk about that when we get there. Here's what I, I, I'm going to. <laughs> Um, um, my goal for when I'm um, out of town with with the wife is to uh, to explain to her uh, that that we're going to be doing a, a crowdfunding campaign sometime this summer because mm-hmm. uh, as far as I can tell, we don't have open conversations with this or honest conversations. It just doesn't come up, and I don't bring it up because I don't want it to go south quickly and then be be south. You with sure, the wife. you sure this is the best to do it on vacation? No, I, I think it might be the best. She's going to be relaxed. She's going to be enjoying herself. I'm going to have her captive. She's not going to have work weighing on her. I'm not going to have you know a microphone to be running to more than uh, once a week while I'm there. Uh, so I think I'm going to be able to kind of lay it out and and explain what our our plan is because in her head she hears crowdfunding and that's as much as she's heard and, it, and then it turns into you know negativity and, and we don't go any further. But she sees me as kind of being stuck where I was not taking a step forward or, or just going back to a, to a well that she feels, I don't know. I think maybe she had some, some misgivings about to begin with. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure why, but when I remember when I first told her that I thought I could probably raise, you know, close to to six figures, I knew I wasn't going to ask for six figures, but I said, I, you know, I can, I think I can raise that for a movie. And she goes, why don't we try and raise that to, to buy a house? I'm like, that's not how it works. honey. <laughs> she doesn't like there's something there's a block with her where she knows that I'm raising this money, but she hates the idea of me using the money for the movie. She sees it as selfish almost. I don't know. Mm. So I got to explain to her that it's a, a strategy that we'll be using that the, hopefully the listeners will want to be a part of, and they will help us with the strategy so that we can use this money to get more money from. Yeah investors and i would like to talk to some professionals uh, some actual producers who work in the business and see if we're going about this right but i i, I it feels right if i think from what i know about the business it seems like it's the best that's a smart way to go um but yeah so wish me luck joe yeah all of us yeah uh, I might even have her on, uh, you know, if if uh, if I get to record one of these with her around while I'm I'm out of town, and if I, I can talk to her about it, because I, t- I had her on that one time, and it was the most honest conversation we've ever had about any of this stuff was mm-hmm. into the microphone uh, about uh, for this this show, and she is a huge stumbling block, and I got to tell you, and I, I don't know if I should admit this, <laughs> but if it wasn't if it wasn't for you, 
And if it wasn't for this feed, I've got a movie to make that I've been doing for 99 weeks now. I think I, I would have, uh, at least temporarily pulled the plug on the entire idea just because of COVID and everything that's going on and the uncertainties uh, and the wife's attitude. I think I'd be like, well, maybe I can revisit this later, which there is no, that it's, I'm not getting any younger. And no. that's, that's the whole, the whole, when I wrote I'm here to remind you of that, when I wrote a, a movie for vengeance, it, it was a, a nightmare fantasy of my future. Uh, if I never really, you know, did anything that I believed in. So that's cause that's what I, I feel like I, I walk around this earth as though I'm going to live to 200 years old and that's just not the case. <laughs> and I don't know if, if I'm alone in that or if there's a lot of people who are like, I'll do that later. I'll, I'll get to that, you know, maybe next decade, which is just no way to next live your decade, life. Geez. Yeah. You know, like after COVID has gone in, yeah, like, yeah, as, yeah. As, according to Hollywood, it's going to be another three to five years before people take their masks off on set. Mm. regularly oh yeah that sounds probably plausible mm. um, but we do have one thing going for us we'll definitely finish this before mike finishes his doc that's true mike carano <laughs> dear friend of mine i uh, just talked to him actually about 30 minutes ago all about cats we talked about cats for 20 <laughs> um but yeah he's he was uh gifted uh money to make a documentary and but you know what in fairness to mike and i tell him this all the time uh, a good documentary takes a good five to ten years like you don't you don't see mm-hmm. a great documentary that was produced you know in six months that, that's not the nature of the beast true anyhow anyhow also i don't think he's looked at any of the footage no since. he has not it's just daunting <laughs> Mike, Mike, that's that's how not to make a, a documentary for sure is to never look yeah. at the footage. And the documentary, the documentary that I'm working on right now, that I'm fortunate enough that Mike and I actually uh, are both working on uh, here and there. Like that director, uh, a friend of my rant, he, he, like he's uh, does it does it right. I mean, one of the very first, he's got a client that he has to answer to, which is a huge. Yeah. So there's built in deadlines, but one of the very first things he did was get an assistant editor. And, uh, and and look for an actual editor. He had both those things in place so that he could just, as soon as we shot, as soon as we shoot, I give him all my footage. You know, he already has camera A's footage. Uh, he gets the footage from Mike as well. So he has like three different camera angles. He gets all the footage on a drive and then he just gives it directly to his editors, to his assistant editor to go through and compile everything. That's what you do when you're making a movie. You yeah, don't put to, it on. Not to prolong ex- this even further. Uh, after I recorded my episode with you guys uh, back in L.A. two years ago, no, that seems like forever ago. Uh, Mike drove me back to where I was staying, and we were talking. And I was like, "Hey, if you need like help editing, I'm more than willing." And he's never taken me up on it. No, no, he doesn't. He, and I talked to him about that actually when we were driving back from the other documentary in San Diego. Uh, and you know, so we were in the car five hours round trip, and uh, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to talk to him about it a little bit, and I was trying to edge him towards you know just getting somebody even though it was somebody he doesn't know at all or somebody that he knows and trusts. And I was offering to, you know, look at stuff knowing that he wouldn't take me up on it. And yeah. he kind of, he kind of came clean and he said, you know, there, there is stuff in there that he's not comfortable with anyone seeing because he's a part of this documentary. So yeah. he's kind of painted himself into a corner. So I guess the, <laughs> the lesson here, Joe, is we can't be in this movie. Okay. No, no. Great. Right, Cause I really <laughs> didn't want to play Dexter. That was like, I initially thought you were going to act like, Joe, I know you haven't acted at all, but I think you can nail this role. I was like, please don't. Then you just I told do me to read want the script, and I was like, great. I do want to do this, though. I do want to have uh, actual. Us as one of the versions? Yeah, we are one of the versions. We, we, I do want it to be one of the versions because of the nature of the, the end of the movie and how it goes. I do want one of the versions to be uh, 
legitimate like videography of the shoot while we're leading up to it once mm. we get closer once we get budgeted and even some of this stuff maybe we should record some of this because i do like the idea of a, a full 60 to 90 minute uh, featurette uh, about the making of because of the way that we're doing it i i, I like the burden of dreams and the uh <laughs> The uh, uh, what was the one about the uh, the island of Doctor Maru? Yeah, I can't think of the name of it right now. And of course, Hearts of Darkness. I yeah, I mean, there we go. That's that's uh, that's the apocalypse now. But oh, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we yeah. should we should document it because uh, I I think that uh, it's going to be as entertaining as what we're making. I do. Yeah. All right. And we're entertaining right. guys. Not us. Not us, Joe. What? Everyone that we're going to be. Especially if I get Mickey uh, to to DP it, which I think I, I kind of have to because I've been looking at other movies that were on the same budget as uh, groupers, and they just don't look half as good. Like, Mickey's really good. So you'll see us fighting really hard. I can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine Mickey on set with IDD uh, folk, uh, you know, working on set. It's, it's going to be dicey. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Everybody's professional, so. That oh, professional. Be. Professionals yell and scream at each other, though. <laughs> no, I meant like, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Well, I don't know. I, I was an on set with Mickey, so I don't know his temperament. Oh, he. And then once I got him off my back, we had a beer. I, I just couldn't take any more. So I said, "All right, Mix, we're, we got to go have a beer. We got to talk about this because it's uh it's it's this is like about halfway through the shoot. It was like I think uh, I can't even remember how many dates. Did you already did. give him the footage from his wedding? We had four. No, I have not. I gave him. I gave him the digitals. I have not given him the. uh the film that I shot. You. Okay, I so then you could it. basically say if he gets out of control, you'd be like, "Hey, hey, yeah, yeah." yeah. I could hold that, hold, <laughs> hold those ransom over him, like, da, 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 da. Just but I got we had him like start ripping it. I, I, I'm not, I'm not evil. Come on, I, no, I, <laughs> it's, I, I take the unprocessed film and I start re- like uh, just exposing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pulling it out of the camera, <laughs> just slowly. Leave it in the sun. <laughs> But uh, I, we went and had a beer, and uh, you know, I said, "Look, dude, I just, you know, I've been wanting to do this for so long. I love you. You're like, you know, my one of my best friends. But you're making set just unbearable for me with all the screaming and the yelling and the back and forth. I don't like fighting with you, and it doesn't, it doesn't help my process at all." Uh, mm-hmm. And he goes, "Okay, fair enough." And he credit to him, like he didn't, he we didn't get in another screaming match after that because we we were yelling at each other because I don't <laughs> back down, he doesn't back. But what happened was once he was off my back, I noticed he just started yelling at every just other department head. Other yeah, he directed it to all the other department heads. And he was, yeah, he's, he's a curmudgeon old man, and I love him. And he gets really good work. But uh, yeah, it's part of the process. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Joe, uh, yes. thank you very much for, for being here for, for this. And when we get back, we're going to be hitting the ground running. Uh, we're going to be aggressive, and uh, we're going to start getting out there. And uh, it's it's one of those things where, hey, you don't want to be a part of this. You're going to miss out. All right, fine. Next. Yeah. You know, we're going to start really. So while I'm gone, not only am I going to break it to the wife and, uh, you know, free me up to be able to do it without her looking over my shoulder and judging, um, I'm also going to come up with some new, uh, some more targets. And we're going to uh, – I really like the idea of us just bombarding people. And I think that we can do that once the uh, – crowdfunding is actually legitimately yeah, underway right. under even before it's you know uh wrapped and and we we get whatever our target is uh i think that we can really start say you know it becomes real as soon as we open it up and that campaign is officially open uh mm. it's it's all real i mean it's not too late to to cut and run right now <laughs> you know what I mean? it's not we're we're not even no, engaged yet gotta see this gotta see this through the end but once once that first day of crowdfunding is live on the internet that's where you're wearing the ring 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, you said yes. And I'm wearing, and the, ring. wearing the wedding. Yeah, the engagement ring. Yes. Like, oh, oh. The wedding is the actual production. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I was losing the metaphor there. I was just trying to figure out how do I plug anulo.co and joedorville.com. Uh, you can check out my hip hop album TV by Headphone Joe. Check out a new low pod. Uh, who does a podcast? And cheers from the press box. I was trying to figure out how to slip that in. Well, I wish you had figured it out. And now we're, we went a whole other episode where you didn't get to, to say yeah. it. So. Yeah. All right. I will be uh, posting another one of these next Friday from Costa Rica. And uh, unless I eat a poisonous frog, which I don't plan on doing. And then uh, on the following Friday, I will still be there. And then the Friday after that, I think uh, hopefully, Joe, you'll be available to be back on with me. So that'll be for episode 102. So talk at everybody uh, for episode 100 from abroad. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and engage, with, uh, engage with me on social media. You gotta tell me if you like me on here, because I don't know if I'm prolonging Anderson because like I told him before we started this every time we say like 20 minutes and it goes on far too long not far too long but it goes on uh, well beyond that Uh, yeah I'm a bad uh, ask my wife I'm really bad with time management we both just get going Yeah, whether it's talking or, you know, doing work. She's always like, what What are you doing? I'm like, what I said I was going to do. I said, I told you it would take 20 minutes. She's like, it's been an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh, I, I do things diligently. All right. Yeah, you get in the zone. I say, once you get in the zone, it's like, you can't get me out of zone. I yeah, It's really hard to get in that zone, though, because Atticus is uh, the, uh, the zone-free zone. Alexander Barkov. Once you get in the zone, you know. I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's a, the center for the Panthers, Florida Panthers. Clinch the oh, I didn't even... Day. Barkov, yeah, he's a, he's he's probably gonna win the uh, the, the what you call it where you're the heart best trophy? of both ends Is of the rank. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that one. Yeah, Barkov. I'm sorry, I thought you were just messing with me and say, making another reference that I didn't. know. I'm gonna cut all no, that. No. Out. I'm cutting all that. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Barky Huberto. Huberto should win the heart trophy. Is the heart trophy the most goals or the best score? It's the uh, like the MVP of the. Uh, okay, yeah, that should go to Huberto. The Rocket Rashier is the uh, the goal. I don't. You, you know something funny is I I love hockey and I've never cared about the awards at all. I think they're silly. I don't understand the their importance. I guess if you're the player that gets the award, good for you. You get to put it on your mantle. But yeah. if it's if it's not a championship ring, I don't care about the award at all. I don't even care about the Conn Smythe, which is like you know if you win your division. Or, I mean your your uh, conference. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I mean it's all just for. Uh we're not going to talk it's, about this right now. Listen, let's, it's for let's it's, it's, it's for branding. It's it's for getting <laughs> yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah. It's so that NHL has like a, a day in the sun and on in the headlines and yeah, on ESPN. Also, it's for it's for resume building for the future. Like when you go up for a Hall of Fame and your name goes in the yeah, record books and all that. that. Is like true. That how is much true. accolades were you able to accrue in that time? Selkie, it's the Selkie one. That's what I think. Or Selkie for the uh, the best defenseman. That's the Norris. That might be. The See, I don't even know. I don't even yeah, know. They, hockey also has a lot of different random trophies. A lot. There's a lot, and yeah. I'm because like just you today, said, the best two way players a trophy. Like what? <laughs> I think that's yeah. That's that's the Selkie Award, and uh, I because I, there I heard him talking. I listen to NHL Network all the time. I heard him talking about it just today. I was driving to uh, karate with the, with with Atticus, and I was listening mm-hmm. to him talk about it. And I'm like, it's funny that I can't even name these awards. I had no idea that I was going to be tasked with naming them later on in the day. 
But actually, I made that that observation about myself just earlier today. And you know what I'm wearing right now? You have no idea. I'm wearing a Hartford Whaler t-shirt right now. Oh, that's wow. kind of hipster hockey guy I am. It just came in the mail to me today. I'm very excited to be wearing it. And uh, it, it's too tight because I'm fat. Uh, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with anything. All right, Joe, thanks so much, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, uh, let's let's get at it. I didn't even get, I didn't even come up with any kind of like things that I should make sure that we're both doing over the next two weeks, other than me yeah, talking to my wife. We didn't think about it. Um, no, more targets, more targets, more targets. We're cutting, we cutting the audio, right? No, we are going to right now. Okay. Now say whatever you want to say. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you at uh, episode 100.